McDonald's se está transformando en el mundo anime de McDonald's y te trae la nueva savory chili McDonald's sauce. Los mejores sabores se unen en esta legendaria salsa para que tus 10-piece chicken wackduggets, papitas y Sprite se conviertan en un meal ultra poderoso. Desbloquea un manga con tu meal y disfruta de un corto de anime cada semana. Solo en McDonald's. Badabababa, go! En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado hasta agotar existencias. Hola cariño. Hola amor. Y bienvenidos a Week Horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hey. Hi, how are you? We were just singing the new Shakira song. Clara. Mente. Mente. No es como suena. Que no sé qué puta. Where I'm gonna fuck you up. Me dejaste Papi, con la suegra en la boca y no sé qué puta y que no sé qué puta. Yeah, it's catchy. Listen. It's catchy, y'all. No sé qué puta. It's no sé qué puta. <laughs> <laughs> I already started a, a playlist of like top songs of uh, 2023. That's the first one. That's my first fucking song. Everybody, take note. We are mm -hmm. all making a list, or you can just. <laughs> Find Johnny on Spotify and see so what comes up in that There list. are two songs on there so far. ¿Cuál es listen, la otra? Uh, a song by um, Grimes. Kalela. No, Kalela. Who's oh, a, yeah, I you posted about that on, uh, Dude, on Twitter. I mean, listen. Shakira, ¿Y la Cisa? ¿Nada? ¿Y la quién? La Cisa. Cisa. Oh, well, but, that, but that was 2022. Ah, perdón, know? perdón. I mean, listen. I'm, I'm just trying to keep it year by year. Yes, la Cisa. <laughs> La Sisa. <laughs> Mira, La Sisa. You love La Sisa. I love La Sisa. We're talking about SZA, everybody. Pero La Sisa. <laughs> That's fucking amazing, Eileen. I will never forget that. SOS is still on full. It would just replay over and over and over and over. Pero, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's 2022, so. I just can't. I can't include it. <laughs> Everybody this year, keep an eye out for best songs and see what Johnny thinks about them. <laughs> give, give me a year. Pero también, yeah. everybody, listen to La Sisa. La Sisa. <laughs> um, well, see, let's just jump right in. You guys, it's been a long time since we've hung out with the old wrestling gang, the old oh. luchadores. Mm -hmm. So today... We're uh, people have been clamoring, hollering, screaming for this film for a while. So I'm here to finally relieve some pressure out of this headlock. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and uh, we are doing Santo contra las momias de Guanajuato. Although I do think this movie is just called Las momias de Guanajuato. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I do believe. Yep. Um, which honestly makes sense because, honey, this oh. is the Beetlejuice of the Santo movies because <laughs> he is in it for 15 minutes. Yeah, man. And like when I tell you the level of confusion that this movie had me and where I was like, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, where is Santo? <laughs> I, I was like. I was like, that's clearly Blue Demon. Uh -huh. Ahí está el Blue Demon. Ahí está el Blue Demon. Welcome back to the main stage. 
I was just like, wait, is that Santo? Who is? No. Santo? No, I was so confundido. We're going to get into it. And also, I just got to say, uh-huh. Thank you so much for this choice because we <laughs> needed it. After Historia de lo Oculto, which was fabulous. After a... a, a what, el, uh, el, el Blood Red Ox. Oh my God, Blood Red Ox, which <laughs> turned my brain to mush. <laughs> we just, we needed a reprieve. And this was lovely just to like... Just to, just to have a good fucking fun time. You know what I mean? My God. Yeah, this was honestly delightful. The brain was like, I don't need to work. And so no. we are here specifically for a rest. Everybody grab your um, popcorn, grab your large yeah. soda that you would purchase at, a, at an arena of some sort and sit mm. back and watch the people jump off the ropes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. And just fucking slam into each other. <laughs> just body slam into this podcast today. <laughs> so um, before we get into the whole jam, please remember to subscribe, rate and review. You had to believe that it was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we get into a synopsis and everything momias de Guanajuato, puta. <laughs> <laughs> let's do some titulos de terror. Okay. I'm pretty sure we did the mummy for what was the Brazilian movie that had uh, mummies oh, in it? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As momias. As momias. De Guanajuato. <laughs> Venganza de las momias a, or something? Vengan- something like that. That Brazilian movie with the momias. So I'm choosing another The Mummy, but I'm choosing the one that has a wrestler in it. The Mummy returns great choice which has Dwayne the rock johnson in it and honestly es bien fácil la momia regresa <laughs> y o retorno da momia da great. mumia perdón mumia right oh by the way momia de guanajuato is written by rogelio agra sanchez and rafael garcia travesi who i think we've seen in several other movies probably specifically santo movies but mm-hmm. we've definitely heard of rafael garcia travesi yeah and it's directed by federico curiel who if you go to his imdb imdb page his little photograph of himself is very cute he's a teeny tiny man with glasses and a big sombrero and i'm like look at you you cutie Uh, Um, look at you (laughs) so let's get a synopsis about las momias de guanajuato fabulous so i found the synopsis from imdb here we go the mummy of the legendary wrestler Satan, just straight up Satan, (laughs) awakes a hundred years after his death, as Satan was also a powerful sorcerer who vowed to take revenge over the city of Guanajuato before dying. Uh, okay, I think one of those sentences is wrong, but we'll see how we can figure this out. IMDb loves to just be like, we'll just add some shit in here. Might work. Why not? It's fine. (laughs) Just say whatever. It sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Vámonos al museo. A ver las momias. A ver, let's go. We open with some high-level shots of the lovely city. I'm assuming this is the city of Guanajuato. 
as our credits roll, we see a really big statue up above us, which looks very like cool and massive and kind of like a wrestler if we're looking at it in a in from the position we see. Rolling Hills, it's a lovely organ playing in the background, classic Santo music where it's like this music. Nee, 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 nee. <laughs> Endless. Endless. Endless throughout this film. Yeah. Except that when something spooky is happening, we get minor chords. And when something nice is happening, it's major chords. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, just we got to make sure that you're feeling the right kind of feelings around here. All yeah, right? we're going to provide that through our organ playing. So enjoy. <laughs> we also see a group of people that are being led in a tour group, basically. Soon we're following a tour bus going through the city. I really wish that <laughs> obviously this movie is from it's from 1971 uh, or I think it was shot in 71, released in 72. And so the the quality we have available to us is all pretty grainy, very pixelated, yeah. which is a shame because yeah. these shots of the city are beautiful. I really wanted to have like a better look at it. But what are you going to do? Agreed. And also like some of the costuming that we're going to get coming up, you can tell is just I mean, we're Fab. talking wrestlers, you know, yeah. but not even the wrestlers costumes, just like the the women's clothes. You're just Santo like oh, women every looks... movie yeah. with these ladies and Santo and Blue Demon. Like if you remember from our past episodes, Ugh. we're always like, look at the way they fucking are dressed sharp. Oh, my God. When they're in their civilian clothing. Yes, like they're fucking like mock necks, their turtleneck shit. Oh, my God. So fashionable. Pero también, like, the quality also affects the sound. So that's why sometimes I was like, who is Santo? Where is he? Who are you people? I was just like, I can't I can't hear anything. <laughs> so pardon us if we get something wrong because of the sound quality. And also there's an organ playing on top of everything. Oh, my God. Just on a loop, like we said. Speaking of organ music, it suddenly changes to spooky organ because we have arrived at the doors of the cemetery that's in the front of El Museo where the momias of Guanajuato are Ooh. are being exhibited at. Mm -hmm. So we see our tour group from the top and they're making their way into the museum and they're led by a tiny man, a little person named Pinguino, which... Listen... <laughs> I mean, feels, I was just like, oh, that's not right. But God damn, that's adorable. He even says, así me dicen de cariño. Like that's, they call yeah. me that as a nice thing. And I'm like, ah, pinguino. I'm sure it started as not a very nice thing. Yeah, but, but I love you immediately. Yeah. I love you immediately. Pinguino is top tier in this film. Love yeah. pinguino so mm -hmm. much. Yes. So Pinguino tells the crowd, okay, we're about to go into a very intense exhibit, guys. Many people on my tours in the past have been overly confident about going in here and then have had heart issues and died of heart attacks and have freaked out <laughs> <laughs> after seeing this tour. So, you know, no es cuento. This is, se los digo, as a warning. And everybody's like, whoa, this is whoa, holy shit. wild. I mean <laughs> Listen, Pinguino's great at his job here because, like, what a way to be like, listen, this is fucked up. It could Are you fuck sure you, you want to see? 
Are you yeah. sure? And people are gonna be like, "Of course I do. Let's go." It's We're literally great at his job, doing a great a job. Roller coaster warning: Like, are you pregnant? <laughs> yeah. Do you have heart issues? Don't exactly. get on this because you may die. <laughs> so Pinguino leads them downstairs through the actual cases of the actual momias that are actually in Guanajuato, and they are spooky. They're like a lot of them have their mouths open, and they like have these horrible faces. They're not wrapped in cloth or anything and we get a lovely explanation as to why but you know they're just like dusty horrible looking you know mummies and pinguino says please notice the face la cara de angustia that some of these mm. momias have mm. some people say they were buried alive but that hasn't been proven. So P- Pinguino <laughs> does this thing where he's like, I'm going to spook you. But also, we don't know if that's real or not. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate, you know, you're like trying to keep me on my toes, but also yes. being like, but also, you know, might not be true. <laughs> We're not like really that. sure if that's the reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the young men of this tour group says that the mummies in Egypt, when they were mummified, they used aromatic herbs to help with the mummification process. Mm-hmm. Um, but these mummies, the Guanajuato mummies, are mummified by the natural chemicals of the earth, mm. which is in fact true. The reason why these people became mummified was because of los chemicals en, en la tierra. Incredible. And then Pinguino is basically like, hey, bitch, you want to take my job? I'm going (laughs) to fuck you up. (laughs) I fucking love this. Usurp me. Oh, my God. I literally wrote here like, yeah, shut up, nerd. Like, let Pinguino do his job. (laughs) Nobody asked you. Shut the fuck up. I love this. Pinguino, I was like, oh, my God, my favorite character immediately. He's literally just like, sir. Shut the fuck up. He's like, that's all well and good, but stop trying to take my fucking job, you 12-year-old. amazing. (laughs) So the group moves into another room, which Pinguino promises, guys, this this one's going to be wild, okay? Mm. So then we meet another line of momias, but these momias are different. Pinguino explains that for some reason... These mummies didn't decompose like the others. Only their faces did like the decomposing, <laughs> but their bodies are left almost intact. <laughs> and we <laughs> Oh my gosh. And we get this pan over these mummies and obviously it's a bunch of men wearing masks. <laughs> Look. This is genius. <laughs> So good. I'm so sorry. Like the <laughs> fact that they were like that they're like, what's our next Santo movie? The fucking momias de Guanajuato. Pero we're gonna make sure we got momias where just the heads are desiccated, pero los cuerpos, they're gonna be muscle bound. Yeah. Tan, these guys are, gorgeous. These guys are fit. <laughs> this is I'm sorry, it's genius. It's just too good. It's so good. And this movie, and I think Santo movies in general or Luchador movies in general Uh are really good about being like, here's something funky about our movie. Let's give a good reason why or just at least point it out so that people aren't like asking questions about it. Yeah, even though like we should be asking a million questions as like basically like first question is, 
but why? <laughs> yeah. But I don't fucking care. I don't care because Pinguino <laughs> told me so. Yeah. The That's heads are it. desiccated. The body's gorgeous. Full of thank muscle. You, thank you, Pinguino. <laughs> I agree. Yes, you're, yes, you're yeah, correct. Facts. So then he points out the middle momia of this lineup and he says, Esta momia mide dos metros y veinte centímetros, which is over seven feet tall. Fucking A. Wow. I Googled it. Yeah, giant. Wow. And we pan up this giant momia who's wearing red tights and Girl. black <laughs> briefs. Girl. He's literally <sighs> wearing a luchador outfit. <laughs> this is a mummy. Again, I literally wrote here, I'm sorry. Genius. <laughs> perfect. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> so then Pinguino says that this man didn't stay intact because he was mummified. No, no. Mm. It's because he had made a pact with the devil while he was alive. And <laughs> there's a legend in a small town close to Guanajuato that says that this guy a hundred years ago. Okay. A <laughs> hundred years ago, this guy was a famous luchador named Satan. And he was a famous luchador because El rendía culto al señor de, lo, de las tinieblas. And I was wow. like, okay, okay. Mm. And the devil was basically the one. He was campeón, and the devil was the one that gave him campeón del mundo. So it's 1871, okay? A hundred years ago, this wrestler, habían luchadores en 1871. I wrote here, when did fucking Lucha Libre start? <laughs> Not I was like, in what? <laughs> Not only is Lucha, Lucha Libre happening, but they're wearing full-on oh, tights, capes, yeah. everything. Love mm -hmm. it. So Pinguino's like, in 1871, we're celebrating our independence here in Guanajuato. So there's ferias, hay corridas de toro, there's a, and there's even a torneo de lucha libre, a lucha libre tournament. Turns out, Santo, el enmascarado de plata, who's another legendary dude, but this guy, he worked for good. He was all about justice. He fought against Satan. <laughs> and some lady in the tour is like, um, excuse me, actually, Santo was not alive 100 years ago. He's alive and well now. Plus, I just saw him fighting in Guadalajara, and I'm his biggest fan. I mean, we were all thinking it. I was thinking it. I was like, <laughs> I also honey, was thinking how it. How was Santo alive fighting 100 years ago? Exactly. We were all thinking it. And uh, Pinguino is like, um, okay, ma'am, we, uh, we're all fans <laughs> of El Santo here, okay? But <laughs> I'm his close personal friend, so you can mm -hmm. suck on that. Uh, also, if you let me finish my goddamn tour, you will know <laughs> that the santo I'm talking about is actually his ancestor. So it's ah. not the today santo, es su eh, antepasado. Mm -hmm. And this santo antepasado beats fucking Satan. And Satan tried over and over and over to get his championship belt back, but he never could. And he died vowing to return to avenge his title. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
So one of the old dudes in the tour is like, hold on, hold on. So this mummy is coming back to life. And Pinguino says, exactamente. Because of his pact with the devil, he has a certain day when his condemned soul will come back to his body. And another old dude is like, well, when's that day going to be? <laughs> Pinguino literally is like, mm, actually, and he does some <laughs> mental math. It's like the meme of the lady with the numbers. Yeah. yeah. And he does. So he's like, mm, eh, bueno, es que, mm, uh, ah, caray, it's today. <laughs> today is the day. El 7 de agosto de 1971. And the tour group are like, sure, sure, Pinguino, whatever mm -hmm. you say. That's but convenient. Yeah. And as they turn to walk away from the exhibit, one of the women from the tour who's been scared this whole time, she is a total pussy. <laughs> she has been watching Satan also, like, con ojo abierto, like, who the fuck? Cuando de repente Satan's head moves. Y esta brother se desmaya. She is like, oh. holy shit. She does a dip like yeah. in, like she might as well be doing a dance move. She throws her body back into yeah. this man's arms. A full dip. Wow. A forceful faint, if you will. Oh, yeah. She is like, catch me now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Pinguino is like, I warned you guys that this was a scary ass tour, bro. <laughs> and as he's walking past these mummies, Satang's hands move. And he looks up and Satan is staring right at him. Oh, no. Pinguino screams. Y también este se desmaya. So Pinguino is on the ground and somehow he's having visions of all these mummies reaching for him and with their horrible desiccated faces. Which these honestly, masks are they're scary. I thought they were cool. These masks are Creepville 5000 for yeah, sure. They're creepy. So. Pinguino grabs at his throat. Is he being choked? What's happening? Are these visions at all? Or is mm. this true? What's happening? Mm -hmm. Enters Don Pepe, the caretaker of the museum. And he comes in and finds Pinguino on the floor. Otra vez emborrachándose, Pinguino. Come on, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I'm making my rounds. Oh, I didn't catch that line, but that makes sense. <laughs> the further along we get in this film. Wow. It's true. Yep. Damn. Pero el pingüino, he is shook. He is like, whoa. He keeps looking back at the momias being like, oh, I don't what Something's crazy. Now some groovy tunes are playing. Oh, <laughs> da, so da, ding, groovy. Ding, da, 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 wow. Jazz. Jazz. <laughs> jazz, jazz, jazz. <laughs> and we see a sign that says, Posada Santa Fe. Presenta todas las noches a Lina y Marta Angélica. Todas las noches. Todas las noches. I don't get a night off. I got to perform every night. <laughs> These hoes are performing every night. <laughs> Damn. All right. So inside, people are dancing. It's a cool dance jazz club. We're jazzy and dancing. Ooh, hey. It's very, it's where in hey, 1971. <laughs> Look at me jazzing. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get a full entire song performance by oh. Marta Angelica. Poco a poquito, re que te me gustas y no sé qué cuánto. She looks great. She looks great. Long uh, hair, but like mm. kind of like late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, Bridget full of Bardo. Yes. yes. 
But, you know, it's black hair. She's got a short mm. little outfit and she sings her song. Great. Fab. Entra el pinguino al club. And he meets Alicia, who is a cigarette girl. One of the girls mm -hmm. back in the day that would have a tray around her neck and be like, yeah. cigarettes? Go. <laughs> Cigars? Cigarettes? <laughs> All I can think of is Betty Boop and Ro Roger Rabbit. I think Roger Rabbit, exactly. <laughs> Eddie Valiant. Eddie oh my God. Valiant. <laughs> oh, I love that movie so oh God, much. Dude, it's so fucking good. So good. So Alicia notices pinguino come in and she's like hey que te pasa you're a mess of nerves what's going on mm -hmm. and he's like dude where is lena i need to talk to her and alicia's like i'll go check if she's dressed and so she goes and he goes to the bar and downs like seven glasses of booze una copa para gente grande he says because this fucking bartender gives him a little glass because he's like give me some booze man i am fucked and up right like, now no una copa para gente grande por favor don't yeah. like just because i'm a little person does not mean i can't fucking handle my booze give me a big ass cup of booze i need I love a it. full glass sir <laughs> In Lena's dressing room, Lena says the phrase that we learned the other day, I believe, in Historia del Oculto. She's like, no me tires el pelo. Don't pull on my hair. Hey. So it turns out it's not an Argentinian thing yeah. at all. It's just an in general, we don't know Spanish well enough for these phrases. Sure. It's like, don't pull my leg. Like, don't pull are my you leg. pulling my leg kind of shit, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And and she's like, I'm not one of your tourists, dude. Like, don't play with me with your mm -hmm. weird momia. What's going on? Pero Pinguino's like, dude, I swear. Plus, Don Pepe, the caretaker, told me that the big mummy, the momia gigante, has disappeared. And I went back to check, and it's not there. And mm. if you don't believe me, let's all of us go to see to check about these momias and how the giant one isn't there. Mm. Y la Lina y la Alicia, who are both down-ass bitches, these two are like, okay, bitch, let's go. Let's fucking go. Yeah. I love it, and they look so fabulous. fabulous. I can hardly breathe. It's just like, they're, ugh, the, the looks. Lina's hair. Ugh, I it's this little bob it. right yeah. to the ears, but like a little bit of volume at the top. Again, full of volume. Yes. Oh, my God. Fabulous. They look so good. So back in the space where the rest, I'm going to call these mummies the wrestling mummies. <laughs> yeah, great. Because yeah. they're not the momias in actual. Right. These are the uh, the ones that haven't mm -hmm. decomposed from the neck down. <laughs> Fat bodies, decomposed faces. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they go to the space where the wrestling mummies are, and they're right. Satang isn't there. On the floor they see some big ass footprints and Lina is like, algo me dice que estamos en peligro. And Alicia is well, like, yep. te dice, algo me lo está gritando. And I was like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I love that. Somebody, something's telling me we're in danger. Telling you, something's <laughs> screaming it at me. Uh, I love oh. it. <laughs> oh, it's too good. And also, they're like, let's get the fuck out of here before a fucking momia gets us. So they do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now it's time for what we're all here for. Wrestling. Hell yeah. So Lina and Pinguino find their seats in an arena that we're at. And as, as they're finding it, the announcer is telling us we're having a tag team match between. OK, this the sound wasn't great and there was no yeah. caption. So it said Los Terribles. And I said Chichis. 
tijis? Pipis, like something. Let it be chichis. Los terribles chichis. <laughs> Los terribles chichis. But it doesn't fucking matter because we're not no, him for the. We're not matter. here for the Sorry, terrible guys. chichis. Sorry, no. dudes. Because in la otra esquina, we welcome back to the main stage Blue Lemon and our new friend Mil Mascaras. A, now, a very exciting. Aha. Uh-huh. It's very exciting. So excited. I heard Blue Lemon. Pero, pero this, again, like we're in an arena. People are screaming. The sound isn't good. So I didn't hear Mil Mascaras. And I was like, is that Santo? And I was like, doesn't look like Santo. <laughs> no. And he, thus began my confusion as to like, <laughs> this is Santo, right? This yeah, is yeah, him. Yeah. No. no. And then when I watched this a second time, I was like, oh, I mean, no, when I watched this the first time and we get further in the movie, I was like, oh, that hasn't been Santo at all. This (laughs) is all ever. No, this is our own new guy. This is me, Mascaras. Welcome. Um, The crowd goes wild. They are super excited. The fighters take their capes off. The bell rings and we're off. Flying elbows, backbreakers, flips, flying kicks, shoulder bumps, camel clutch, leg drops. Are these real? Is this real shit? Yeah. Nice. Listen, don't forget everybody. Eileen knows her wrestling shit. She knows her shit. Okay, wrestling shit. But better than I do. So, (laughs) you know. So they're tagging out. They're tagging in. Tag out. Tag in. We're hitting the ropes. We're doing pins. We're kicking out all the good stuff that wrestling has to offer. It is legitimately 10 minutes worth of a fight. (laughs) I lit I timed. I was like, this is 10 motherfucking Uh minutes. And another thing along of those same lines, I was surprised that we were 20 minutes, full 20 minutes into our movie before we got our first fight. And that's yeah. why I was like, okay, so you're going to deliver for 10 full minutes Because right we've now. known in the wow. past, it, they literally are like, this is what our movie's about, and immediately here's a Santo fight. But here they're like, we're going to we're gonna give you some a lot of context and give you the problem in First off, yes, and then we'll get you a fight a little later on, but it's going to be a long and a good fight. And look, the moves are really, really incredible. Um, and also, they look to me like they hurt. Like, I know this is all very choreographed, planned. People are communicating up there like you've explained to me. Yeah. But I was watching this and I was like, God damn, they make it look good. Holy shit. You and I, whenever... I come up to or come down to D.C. or whenever you come Uh up to New York, we really need to go see a wrestling show just so that you can feel the fire and the excitement that those rooms hold. I love it so much. It's so fucking great. And you do when experiencing them slamming their bodies around is thrilling we must oh my god absolutely 100 i am down it's it's incredible to watch even in this like old school movie that's all full grainy Uh looks great it looks Looks great great. so after 10 minutes of fighting finally (laughs) (laughs) el blue demon y mil mascaras win we're all thrilled yay we did it in the backstage area of the arena blue demon and mil mascaras (laughs) are basically regañando al pinguino, being like, mm. how dare you take the story of Satan and El Santo to scam more tips out of your tourist groups. You can't fool us. We're mm. literally Blue Demon and Mil Mascaras, dude. You don't play with us. 
you're, they say, sos la mascota de nuestro equipo, which means oh. you're our team's mascot. And I'm like, that seems. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know. But he's like, you have a you have a, a reputation to uphold with us, basically. Right, so stop right. being a fucking punk ass bitch. <laughs> Pero. <laughs> Pero la Lina, que está ahí, she comes to Pinguino's aid and she's like, listen, I saw what I saw, okay? And if you don't believe me, Mil Mascaras, you can take your ring back because Mil oh. Mascaras and Lina are a pair. Oh. Um, and Mil Mascaras turns to her and grabs her by the shoulders and is like, this is why I fell in love with you. Porque eres una fierecilla encantadora. And I was like, okay, Mil Mascaras loves a fiery bitch. Again, yeah. Lina is a down ass hoe. So right. she's ride or die. And he loves that about her. Mm-hmm. And immediately right before he was like, mm, I don't believe any of this. And he turns to Blue Demon and he's like, me han convencido. Okay. You know what? <laughs> I wrote down, like, I literally wrote down, like, oh, that was easy to convince him, but I appreciate it because I'm like, I'm glad that he listened to them. Yeah. You know? Believe your lady, even yeah. as bonkers as it sounds. Yeah. She's telling Correcto. you, come on now. So, me han convencido, pero el Blue Demon is like, listen, let's look at it logistically. Maybe the museum moved these, uh, fucking momias and that's why sure. there was footprints you fucking dinguses and me <laughs> Mahakara says plus not only that el santo also believes that that story between satan and his ancestor is just a legend so like mm. maybe we're all let's just kind of leave it alone and they dismiss yeah, let's, it let's not get carried away just exactly yet. Mm-hmm. And Mil Mascaras is like, all right, Lina, let me take you back to the club so you can, I don't know, keep performing for seven days a week. <laughs> no nights off for Lina. <laughs> Lina, you better keep those pipes <laughs> fucking piping, yes. okay? Lots of tea, honey. <laughs> honey. <laughs> Although we never see Lina perform, so I don't know what her talent is oh, or if right. there is a. Yeah, we see Plate Maria spinning. Angelica, Marta Could Angelica, been, whatever. Whatever. Pero nunca vimos a la Lina. So she may yeah. be a fire eater for all we know. <laughs> so Mil Mascaras drives up to the club in his very cool lime green dune uh, buggy car. You will always get fabulous cars in the Santo movie is what I'm discovering. God we're damn. getting cars. We're getting looks like they're yes. here to uh, be like, we are fabulous. We are superheroes, but also we are stylish as fuck. Stylish as fuck. I love it. So it's great. They drop off Lina, pero Mil Mascaras and Pinguino head off to somewhere else. Blue Demon is getting ready to leave the arena through like the backstage area when de repente un karate chop into <gasps> the neck que ahí está el Satan. Satan smashes the shit out of Blue Demon, knocking him out. And we hear Satan say, La hora de mi venganza ha llegado. It's time. I was surprised to discover he could talk. I, I also, don't know why. <laughs> I was like, oh, he talks. I also was surprised. <laughs> but remember, yeah. he's not a momia in the style that everybody else is a momia. He right. is uh, owned by the devil. So he can right. do whatever the fuck he wants, basically. Absolutely. So off... Uh, Satan goes into the night and actually he heads into the empty ar- wrestling arena 
And he's standing there amongst the seats and he has a flashback. We hear the crowds yelling and in the squared circle, which is what we call the, the basically the ring is the mm-hmm. term you have for um, in wrestling. In the squared circle, we see Santo and Satan, but Satan is not in momia form. He is in he has a mask on and so does Santo. So this is the fight that happened 100 years ago. And again, another bunch of fighting. We have sleeper holds and body slams and punches and slaps and lifts and duplexes and kicks. The crowd chant, the crowd chants, Satan, ra, 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 Satan, ra, ra, ra. <laughs> Pero in the end, Santo is the one that wins. We get a mm. very random crotch shot of crotch Santo. <laughs> shot. From like like we're kneeling before him. Yeah, with our we're about to suck crotch. this dude's dick. <laughs> God damn! I was like, whoa, this is uh, a lot. Yeah, it's intense. And we see Satan defeated on the floor of the ring, and he says, "Una vez me vengaré," and we're out mm. of the flashback. I I just gotta say I love the setup of this flashback. Yeah. I thought this was really creative, so well done. Like almost felt artsy fartsy to me Agreed. in a weird way. Where yes. like he walks into this empty arena, which is such a cool shot. Yeah, but like the shots of the empty stands, but then you hear like the the crowds, you know, chanting, screaming. This was so fucking cool. Very Loved cool. This very this. cool. A caretaker comes into the arena making his rounds and he sees Satan ahí en el medio del fucking of the seats and he tries to shoot him, pero nada. Satan mm. approaches the man and basically kills him. R.I.P. Some lovers kiss on a park bench. A drunk old man wanders over and he's like, oh, I see that you guys are kissing. Ew. I know, sir. We're having he's a moment like, here. <laughs> I was like, fuck off. <laughs> Get out of here, dude. I'm trying to make out with my lady. But the lovers are like, oh, oh yeah, they're you. Like, <laughs> you old man. Aren't you funny? Funny old man. No, fuck off. No, get out of here. This was nuts. <laughs> Which he does. He keeps on walking. But as he gets to the end of the little path, Sale el Satan, and he attacks and kills this old drunk dude. And the lovers are witnesses, and they scream, and they run away to the police station. There, they meet two inspectores, and these two are like our cops of the movie, basically. Mm-hmm. And the lovers tell them, we saw this, this fucking giant momia came out and killed that fucking old dude. And the inspectores are like, hey, listen, thanks for the tip, pero can you keep it? quiet just so we avoid confusion with the people y la mujer of the lovers she's like and rightly so she's like i told you they think we're crazy a cab let's fucking go so they go pues abre la puerta. Vámonos, she know, says. she's pissed <laughs> damn open the fucking door let's go <laughs> let's get <Whoa>. out of here <laughs> the inspectors or los inspectores are like listen these two kooks it can't be a mummy. What are you talking about? But mm. we do know that both of our victims so far, the arena caretaker and this old drunk dude, they both tenían el cuello roto, 
which Uy. I think lands so much stronger than they had broken necks. El cuello yeah. roto feels so Ugh. much more intense. Yeah. And then one of the other inspector is like, well, what if our murderer is a professional luchador? Because that mm. seems like a luchador move to do to romper un fucking cuello. Yeah. Uy. You're right. God, that's so awful. It gives me chills. Exactly. <laughs> so now we're at Blue Demon's house with Mil Mascaras, Lina and Pinguino. Blue Demon is confused because he's like, mira, only a luchador is able to kill someone by rompiéndole el cuello, what we just said. Mm -hmm. And Mil Mascaras says, I can't believe it. Un deportista es incapaz de cometer un crime. <laughs> Which mm -hmm. I was like, honey, you don't know about no. Aaron Fernandez and then uh, O.J. Simpson. The list and, goes uh, <laughs> on. Uh... Fernandez or Hernandez? Aaron. I think it's Hernandez. Hernandez. I think it's Hernandez. And so many more. McDonald's se está transformando en el mundo anime de McDonald's y te trae la nueva savory chili McDonald's sauce. Los mejores sabores se unen en esta legendaria salsa para que tus ten piece chicken McDougets, papitas y Sprite se conviertan en un meal ultra poderoso. Desbloquea un manga con tu meal y disfruta de un corto de anime cada semana. Solo en McDonald's. Bada ba 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 go. En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado hasta agotar existencias. It, it, wrestling listen. alone has so many fucking people that have killed their wives and themselves. Head we, injuries, people. God damn. Stay tuned for trivia because we will talk about it. Oh boy. <laughs> also, just quick side note here: Mil Mascaras is wearing a black mask that is just, and he's wearing like a. A pleather jacket that I'm like, you look so fucking good, dude. Yeah, yeah. He God looks damn. Great. Anyway, side note. So the the thing about Mil Mascaras throughout this movie, because obviously Blue Demon, his mask is blue and silver. Mm -hmm. He stays in the blue uh, realm. Color Pero scheme, Mil Mascaras, sure. bless him, because his name is Mil Mascaras, yeah. he gets to switch up that mascara all the time. Uh, what what a smart choice just to be like, you know, I'm going to call myself Mil Mascara so I can just change my look whenever I want. Exactly. Love it. Love, Love it. it, too. So Blue Demon says, okay, let's go investigate El Cementerio just to, you know, see what's going on. Also, I can't believe all this craziness is happening as my son Julio is about to arrive to stay with me for the weekend. Oh, okay. Cut <laughs> <laughs> to Julio arriving to stay for the weekend at Blue Demon's house. And Blue Lemon and Julio, who is a little boy, he is, I'm going to yeah, say, seven, six, sure. a little guy. Yeah. They sit and they catch up. How's school? Oh, it's good. Even though you told me not to tell anyone that you're the best luchador in the world. And Blue Demon, who is very humble, is like, well, there are others that are good and some even that are better than me. Sure. And Julio is like, no, to me, you're the best. Eres mero campeón. So it's like, oh, this is a lovely father-son moment. Mm -hmm. And then we get a lesson in adoption. Yeah. <laughs> Where mm -hmm. Julio is like, no one wants to believe that you're my dad. And Blue Lemon is like, well, it's because it's true. I'm not your dad. <laughs> e. wow. This made me laugh so much because he... <laughs> <laughs> this kid being like, no one wants to believe you're my dad. And he's like, well, I'm not, sucker. I'm not. I'm not. 
Nope, it's not me. It's not me, but I love you like you were my own son. And Julio is like, well, you adopted me, right? Pues, pues entonces eres mi papá. Because I asked the director of my escuela and he says that legally you are my dad. And whoever doesn't believe me, le meto una quebradora. And he grabs his dad in a chokehold and they're in a fucking headlock. It's very cute. This tiny man, like tiny little boy wrestling. Oh my God. Blue Emong. It is adorable, but also I was like, what are the, I mean, I'm not adopted. I don't like, what are the standards of like how this has to be communicated? You right. know, like what, when do you make the choice, if at all, to tell your child, like, by the way, you're, I was just like, this is so strangely placed in our film that we're getting literally, like you said, like a lesson <laughs> on adoption. I think I may be wrong because obviously I don't know the full breadth of uh, of the Luchador movies, but this very much feels like let's introduce a son in Blue the Blue storyline if we're like following movies mm, sure. so he can have like because a lot of times in these films. The luchadores have a love interest that they're basically right. protecting from whatever horrible evil they have to fight. And so I bet somebody was like, how about this time we give one of them a kid? Let we don't let's not show a full relationship, a pregnancy, a whole thing. Let's just bring in a kid, say you're adopted and go on from there. You know, I kind of appreciate this choice uh, because like you usually would see just like a new lady friend that in the next movie you'll be like, what happened to fucking Claudia or whatever? And it's like, who? <laughs> right. Forget Claudia. We got a new lady. When it's a kid, like I get it adopted. So you don't really have to create so much of a backstory. But at the same time, Blue Lemon, even though he's like, I'm not your father. <laughs> like he's he clearly loves this kid. And like, as we will see in this film, he does whatever he needs to do in order to keep the kids safe, to defend yeah. him. Which, you know, is a it's a weirdly placed but sweet way to be like, yes, you are adopted, but you are my child and I am your your I am your parent and yeah. I will do whatever I need to do to keep you safe. Correct. Which I was like, this is nice. I Another like way of showing like we're here for good and justice. We are the yeah. superheroes that we play yeah. basically. Mm -hmm. But also another, another reason or another moment in this film where it's like, here's a thing. Let me give you a very uh, well explained uh, moment <laughs> so that we can just move on with our lives. You know yes. what I mean? Just absorb this. Everybody. We're like, you're adopted? Great. Thank you so much. I'm free to continue watching. <laughs> <laughs> so as these two are like pretend wrestling in a headlock, Mil Mascaras and Lena come in. They are both wearing some fabulous yellow outfits. And uh, Mil Mascaras yellow mask, it's a whole thing. <laughs> they match. They match. Mil Mascaras' collar looks like melted American cheese. It looks like... <laughs> Like the cheese you would put on your fucking grilled cheese sandwich. Oh yep. my god! Fabulous. It is. It's just fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so Mir Mascaras points out that last night a woman was killed again con cuello roto. Uy. And Blue Lemon is like, hey, let's not talk about fucking momias and murder in front of my kids. So he's like, mira Julio, andate a la, andate a dormir. And this little kid turns into Charlie fucking Brown. He like ducks his head and starts walking like 
You know how <laughs> there's that bit in Charlie Brown when he's upset, his neck yeah. is basically <laughs> down to his knees? Yep. It's that. And Lena offers to take care of Julio while the luchadores are figuring out all this momia shit. She's like, don't worry, I got the kid. Y'all do the thing you gotta do. So now we're at a plaza and there's a group of singers and a, it's like a band. They're all dressed like William Shakespeare for some reason. And they're basically performing for Swaying. the people. Yeah. Swaying back it, and forth. It seems very much like a algo folklorico that happens sí. probably often. Mm -hmm. And Julio, Lina, and Pinguino are watching this beautiful performance. Blue Demon and Mil Mascaras are in a different area standing by their cars watching over this, like basically staking out the joint to see if anything mm -hmm. weird happens. Y en la esquina, el otro lado, está el Satán, and he's watching everything too. Pinguino says, you know what? I'm not feeling very good. I'm feeling a little nervous. I'm feeling a little funky. Me voy mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm just no fun right now. So he does. Pero... Someone is following him. Mm. I guess on his way home, Pinguino found Alicia because now Alicia is here. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and they're uh, they're in the hallway outside her apartment door when he uh, Pinguino asks Alicia, hey, can I stay with you tonight? <laughs> and Alicia goes, Pinguino. <laughs> <laughs> and escándalo. He's, escándalo and he's like no 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 it's not like that it's not I'm not trying to do anything funky I'm nervous and scared of la momia poor pinguino, poor pinguino. this was so sweet I just, know. can I just stay over I'll sleep on your couch I'm freaked out I'm so scared Pobrecito. but then he's like never mind I'm sorry if I've offended you don't worry I'll go home y el apartamento del brother está ahí nomás al lado right de la there. fucking <laughs> right there next door right next door to Alicia's so then pinguino sleeps Mm. And a big shadow appears and covers his bed from outside the window. Pinguino wakes up and he sees it. He freaks out. He reaches for the phone. He calls Blue Demon. Blue Demon answers and he's like, La momia gigante está aquí. Ha venido para matarme. Holy shit, Blue Demon. Fucking help me out. I'm about to fucking die. They hang up. Blue Demon runs to El Pobre Pinguino, pero he's too late. Because the next shot, Pinguino's dead. I couldn't believe it. I also couldn't believe it. They killed him. They killed him off. And I, I, was like, I was like, dude, Pinguino, run. Just run. Get He's out just of there. sitting there. And just, I got to add something about Pinguino here because we've been talking about everybody's fabulous looks. He wears, throughout the majority of this film, a brown suit that mm -hmm. he is rocking rocking he in a little hat he looks so, so sharp yeah god damn yeah so but here he is he's dead r.i.p sweet pinguino yeah in the room with his body is blue demon mil mascaras and alicia is also also there and alicia says listen i didn't want to call the fuzz until you got here and blue demon is like that's good that you didn't i don't think we should because i don't think they're gonna believe us they're gonna think we're crazy and Mil Mascara says, well, then let's call Santo. Like, we need the dude to help us. Oh, no. And Blue Demon is like, no, dude, because I have a feeling 
that's what the fucking giant momia wants to happen. He wants mm-hmm. Santo to be here. So let's not call him yet. And this was the moment when I discovered <laughs> upon first watch, I was like, oh, Mil Mascaras, that hasn't been Santo this whole time. Because look, listen, everybody, I'm not a wrestling dude. Like, I don't know my shit. So I was like, does does Santo change his mask every now and then? Because He absolutely doesn't. He doesn't. Because from the movies I've seen, I was like, that doesn't look like him. But I was like, maybe something shifted. So this was the moment. What are we, 45 (laughs) minutes into our film? Something like that. And I was like, oh, that's not Santo. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. The Got only it. time we've seen El Santo as of now in this film titled Santo Contra Las Momias <laughs> is in the flashback of Satan con El Santo. That's the only yep. time we've seen. That's it. So after Blue Demon's like, no, 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 no llamemos al Santo. He's like, holy shit, Julio and Lina. We have to go check on them. We've left them alone. And, and the momias are out here killing Pinguino and everybody else and their moms. So they run out of the room. Pero, oh, no. Ahí están las otras momias. They are here Opa. and we are in a full on momia fight, which is different than the wrestling, because in the momia flight fights, it's just slaps on slaps on slaps. <laughs> and these slap sounds might as well be like clang, clang. <laughs> Gong. Clap. Pop. Pap. I'm just like, wow. This is, okay. These momias are like <laughs> on all on all these dudes, they are choking, they are slapping them. And Blue Demon and Mil Mascaras are fighting for their lives. They can't like overpower these momias. Mm-hmm. Alicia has been watching in a corner and finally she's like, me voy, and she runs out of there. One of the momias flies out of the window and Blue and Mil Mascaras are finally, mira, vamonos, and they run outside and they see the momia that fell out of the window on the ground and it's still alive, still moving. Ooh, creepy. I know, and Mil Mil Mascaras is like, es inútil luchar contra ellos, and so they're like, something is up with these momias, let's get into our very cool cars and fuck off. So they do. Over at Mil Mascara's apartment, the boys check in on Lina and Julio and they're both asleep. Oh, and by the way, Alicia made her way here. So she's asleep there, too. Great. Everybody's Alicia safe. just loves to pop up. She's just like, I'll be there, too. <laughs> Alicia's a ghost. Alicia's like. <laughs> so Blue Demon tiene una idea and he goes to his own apartment. For something. We never find out what the idea is because guess who's there? Fucking Mm -hmm. Satang. They have a small fight, but it's strong enough for Satang to knock Blue Demon out and he steals his mask and his outfit. We never see who's underneath Mm -hmm. the mask. It's all off screen because we can't do that. But now we're at the museo and we see Satang giving Blue Demon's mask and outfit to another momia. And he says, mm. tu suplirás a Blue Demon. You will take oh. the place of Blue Demon. Over at the police station, los inspectores aren't getting anywhere near to finding out who this killer is. And theirs just keep getting murders on murders on murders. So much so that they're like, hasta el pingüino was fucking murdered. Could this maybe be a rivalry between luchador squad squads mm. if they killed the quote unquote mascot sure of one of these squads and then the one of the 
inspectores says these men sometimes sustain injuries that really fuck up their brain. CTE, baby. Hey. Muchos de ellos pierden la razón. Which I think is such a, again, we love that Spanish sounds so much better. Mm-hmm. But if you were to translate that specifically in English, it would be a lot of them lose their reason. Yeah. But it definitely means like they go crazy or they've yeah. uh, something happens. Pero muchos de ellos pierden la razón. So he says maybe it could be a luchador that, you know, has too many injuries to the head. Cuando de repente una piedra is thrown through their window and they're like, what the hell? And there's a note attached to it. Si quieren descubrir el asesino, mañana a medianoche vigilen a la alondiga de granaditas. And cut to the alondiga de granaditas. It's a beautiful building, big Mm -hmm. stairs going up to it. And the inspectors are in their car y allá en las escaleras del, de la londiga, they see Blue, Blue Demon beating up a security guard. Mm. So they all run to him and they're shooting at him and shooting at him, but nothing happens to Blue Demon and Blue Demon runs away. Pero he's left behind two dead people with cuellos rotos. And worst of all, the inspectors now think that Blue Demon is the killer. Mm-hmm. Pero acuérdense uh-huh. that Satan gave Blue Demon's outfit to a momia. Yes, yes. That mask was, he was demasked. <laughs> Correct. So over at Mil Mascara's house, the whole gang is still there. Alicia says, Blue Demon, the entire country is looking for you. They all think you're the asesino. Pero Blue Demon and Mil Mascaras are like, we got to go to that museum and we got to beat up these fucking momias. How do we do this? On TV, little Julio is watching baseball when there's a breaking news saying Blue Demon is the asesino maniático that's been terrorizing Guanajuato. And Julio gets hella pissed. Mi papá no es asesino. Yo quiero ayudar a descubrir quién es el verdadero asesino. And Blue Demon is like, that's very sweet. Thank you so much for wanting to help. But you're a little fucking kid. You're not going to fucking help me, bro. Listen, <laughs> we all know that kids can be tough for us here on Week Horror. <laughs> you hated Julio? This, no, I didn't at first. At f- I really found that cute, the cute, like, I'm going to put you in a chokehold, dad, moment at the top. Very cute. Yeah. But at this moment, I was like, oh, no, you're starting to annoy me, child. Just like, you're a child. No, you're not going to help. Go to bed. Yeah, little kids like, that get too big for their britches where they're like, I can do it, too. It's no, like, you're not. You're a child. Pump. Yes. Your dad bed. is do one of I the say. strongest wrestlers in the world, and yeah. he can't do it. You think you fucking can? Right. And at this point, I was like, please, God, let's just can we just keep this child at bay? But we don't. We do not. We absolutely we commit do not. to the bit here. God damn. <laughs> so Blue Demon is like, chill it. Chill your pants, kid. Mm-hmm. And the, the way that you can help is by listening to Lena and stay and do everything she says. So he's a good dad. He's like, just do everything your babysitter is asking you to. And that'll be very helpful. And Julio is like, OK. Los luchadores go off to 
do mummy work and Alicia goes to help Julio get into bed. She's like, here, let me help you undress. And he's like, no, yo ya soy hombre. Vete. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not a man. I hated this. He's like, I was like, vete. No, don't you fucking talk to me like that. Ya soy hombre. No, you're not. You're a fucking child. Vete a la cama, vete. Listen, Jonathan Atkinson has feelings about I children do. talking back, okay? Oh, my God. So Alicia is like, okay, smarty pants. And she goes off, closes the door behind him. Pero that little sneak, Julio, that door is barely closed when he goes to look very fast and immediately is jumping out the window. I, by road here, did this little shit just sneak out? I Immediately. will ground you for life. For life. <laughs> <laughs> for life. So in the rest of the apartment, Alicia's turning off all the lights. Click, click. And she's very quiet going up the stairs. You can tell she's nervous. She is wearing also a fabulous outfit. Uh, um, like royal blue. I don't want to say full on bell bottoms, but they are a wide leg pant mm. and this like long sleeve tunicky lime green shirt, like the green and the blue just looks so Gorgeous. lovely on her. And as she goes to turn off one last light, boo, sale una momia that grabs her by the neck, fucking chokes her ass out and then fucking chucks her off the landing <gasps> of the stairs Ladies and gentlemen, Alicia has been fully murdered by a momia. Que susto. Yeah. When that, I, I jumped when that mummy popped out. And I'm telling you, Santo movies usually don't deliver like the jumps or, no. the, or the scares, but I jumped. Yeah. Que susto. Que susto. Lina hears poor Alicia screaming as she's being attacked and she comes in. Another momia comes in, pops her in the back with a karate chop, knocking her out, but he carries her off. She's not dead. Mm. Only poor Alicia is. So Mil Mascaras and Blue Demon, meanwhile, are driving through town when they suddenly see una sombra sospechosa. And they get mm. out of their car to follow it down like the alleyways that there are in Guanajuato. And from the trunk of their car, out pops Julito, who snuck in a yehung metiche. And he's like, a ver, hey. let me see what you guys are doing. <laughs> and he follows the luchadores. Julio is going down alley after alley after alley. Honestly, I was like, I wish this was shot in the daytime because I would love mm. to see like what how these streets work because they're very yeah. cool looking. Goes on forever, but it is cool to see the city, you know? So alley after alley after alley, cuando finalmente, what we were all expecting, a fucking momia grabs fucking Julito. And Blue and Mil Mascaras hear him screaming, no, no, por favor, ayuda, que no sé qué. And they see Shouldn't the Shouldn't been shadow. out here in the first place. You little shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they see in the shadows uh, the momia taking this kid away and and Blue and Mil Mascaras, they chase after them. At that very moment, 
the cops drive up and they find Blue's car and they recognize it. So he must be in the area because remember, he's a wanted man Mm -hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And so off they go chasing más sombras that they think that they see. And we have more alley after alley after alley. They're looking and find and the, the boys can't find Julio. But as they're running, still chasing, they basically run into the cops, literally body slam their way through the group of cops. The cops have no. <laughs> they're like, OK. <laughs> And they get back to their car and they're about to drive away. But not before Mil Mascaras pulls out of the car's carburetor or something. He pulls was- a. A sound With of music swiftness. by it. Yeah. Oh my God. Just pop, beep, bam. That's it. And he chucks it into the fucking bush. Fucking yep. the nuns from Sound of Music keeping the Nazis at bay. <laughs> so off they go into the night. Cut to a lovely Mexican freeway. Oh. A copper, uh, a top down convertible mm. car comes down the streets. And we see. El enmascarado de plata, it's Santo. Finally. We are a second away from the end of this film, everybody. Yeah. And finally, we're graced <laughs> with his presence. In the car, Santo is driving with his manager, and they decide, you know what? We've ha- I had a big fight last night. I'm real tired. We're close to Guanajuato. Let's stop by and stay in that lovely hotel. Uh... El Hotel Real de Minas. Okay. Bello el hotel. Let's stay there. I can't wait to have a bed. Oh, let's go. Great. I couldn't believe this. (laughs) I couldn't believe that this movie that is literally has this man's name in the title. (laughs) The reason he's coming to Guanajuato is because not because his friends called for help. Nothing like that. Oh, I was just passing by. I'm tired. Literally, we're close to Guanajuato. We're close. So why don't we stop by? Might as well. <laughs> yeah. You, you feel like it? You feel like, yeah, why not? Let's go. Yeah, sure. I'm tired. I could have yeah, a sandwich of some yeah. sort. Let's do this. Let's go to the fucking Hotel de Minas. Real de Minas. <laughs> Real <Vamos>. de Minas. <laughs> Meanwhile, Blue Demon and Mil Mascaras have arrived at the museum they're in the hall of the momias, pero no están. ¿A dónde están las momias? Pero they, they turn and they look, y ahí está el Satán. Okay. And then... Okay, what? Lemon pops a small firework with his foot. <laughs> he dorothy'd a firework <laughs> from his fucking shoes. He clacks his shoes together and a little cuete flies out. What the hell was this? I mean, I love it. I love every second of it. It startled the shit out of Satan, too. He's like, he can handle. (laughs) (laughs) What is this firework? Entonces, Satan is startled, pero salen todas las momias and they come out. And when I tell you this is karate chopville population, these men. (laughs) Clang. Cap. Pero todos son karate chops. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's the noise. <laughs> and also, also in this entire sequence, for some reason, they've just decided to add a symbol in the back that's like just the jazziest symbol in the back. And not only that, on top of all of that, karate chops, symbols, there is also mummy sounds. Yes, sounds like zombies. 
And on top of all of that, they're fighting in this hallway, and it's such a small hallway that it's just a group of dudes like swinging their arms around. It's hilarious. (laughs) It's so funny. Pero de nuevo, estas momias are super strong and it, they're too strong for Blue and for Mil Máscaras, so they knock them out and these momias take them over to a columbarium but also like mausoleum, it seems, right. catacomb yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. And they dump them in there and in that space, Julio and Lina are also like locked up and knocked out. Great. <laughs> Back to Santo, who is taking a tour of Guanajuato. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. And as he's driving, he's like, wait, hold on. What's going on here? And the momias are there. So he gets out. He slaps them around a little bit. And then he gets back in his car and keeps going. (laughs) This was classic Santo. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure in the Mujeres Vampiro. Yes, he does the same thing. He does a thing where he like, I mean... He barely parks the car before his body is flying from the car to fight. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. And then he's literally from the fight. Ariel jumps back into the the car and is gone. It's crazy. It's crazy. They love to screech him in, get some punches in and then screech him out. Fly out of that car. (laughs) Just jump into that fight. Yep. Back at the columbarium mausoleum catacomb place, Blue and Mil Mascaras wake up and they are like, wait, Julio and Lina, they're not dead? Okay, they're just desmayados? Great. Well, let's go out and fuck Mm -hmm. up some momias. Now we're in the town plaza. Mm. And innocent civilians are screaming their brains out because las momias están atacando. (gasps) We get an up-close shot of someone's fucking grill so much like we are so deep into this person's mouth that it fogs up the fucking Foggy camera breath. <laughs> this person's dientes, dientes our face. <laughs> i was like that was a choice everybody that Dude, was a choice you are fogging up the screen with your breath, breath right now yeah serious <laughs> wow holy shit <laughs> So the momias are literally grabbing people, like breaking necks and taking names like they are doing the thing. La policía llega, pero el santo has also just arrived. And he's like, guys, don't shoot, don't shoot. Because if you do, you might hit innocent people. Don't shoot. And so here comes santo and he is karate chopping, kicking, slap, punch, and the santo yell (laughs) (laughs) y ahí viene el satan and the fighting between the two legends begin they are fighting each other again again I said again like 17 times (laughs) el satan es gigante when we say the giant momia we're not lying like my dude is towering above el santo who has mm. never been known for height he's known for he's just still being big, yeah. like muscly big yeah but this guy is just like chewbacca style above yeah. everybody else and santo yells at the civilians estas momias son indestructibles Uyang. these mummies mm. they are indestructible get the fuck out of here 
So the people run. And so does Santo. He gets in his car and again, screeches the fuck out of there, leaving the police behind to fight these momias. And they're shooting at him, shooting at him. It doesn't matter. The momias keep coming. They choke out a bunch of officers. De todo. Over with Santo, he finally arrives at the museo and finds the more momias and Satan is there too. I'm like, that's pretty quick that he went from La Plaza, but Mm -hmm. suspend disbelief, I guess. Sure. More punching, more kicking, slaps, double kicks. And then viene Blue Demon and Mil Mascaras. They've escaped from their columbarium and they're body slamming, arm flinging, body flipping, karate chop. Blue Demon is fighting against his momia counterpart, Blue Demon. More slaps, headlocks, kicks. El Santo turns to Mil Mascaras and and he says, grab the guns that are in my glove compartment. So Mil Mascaras runs over to um, Santo's car and he grabs three golden guns. Like he makes a point (laughs) to like stop so that the camera gets a shot of these three. Look at my three golden guns. Mm -hmm. He runs back to the dudes. He hands each one of them a fucking gun and together they back up and they shoot. Pero no son bullets. It's they are full on fire guns. They're flamethrowers. Flamethrower guns, but little <laughs> guns. They're not like big old like alien style flamethrowers. No, they look they are like, like revolvers, like literally yes. like that Western style guns. And <laughs> yes. they are shooting flames. It's hilarious. Yep. So they and literally they're like pew, pew, pew. And those <laughs> all those momias are burnt to death. Like they are. Yeah. It's immediate those momias are like that's all you have to do right from the top burn them all you had to do is burn them (laughs) ay 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 so the momias are dead mil mascaras turns to santo and he's like dude how did you fucking know that we were fighting momias (laughs) and santo's (laughs) like we were just trying to go to the hotel real de minas And then he's like, and to think, I thought all of this was just a legend about my ancestor. And then he's like, all right, well, it's time for me to go to my hotel. So uh, see you later. So no big deal. No big deal. Him and his manager get in his car, drive off. And Blue Demon and Mil Mascaras are like, cool. Well, let's go get Lina and Julio from the fucking catacomb and fuck off, too, I guess. Cool. Yeah. I guess we saved the day. Yeah. yeah, we're good. Let's go. I'm tired. As Blue and Julio in one car and Mil Mascaras and Lina in the other car are driving away, they run into the inspectors. Hey, dude, sorry I blamed you. Sorry I made the entire country want to get you. But also, mm-hmm. thanks for beating up those mummies. Truly appreciate it. And Blue is like, it's all cool, bro. No worries. <laughs> and Lina is like, to think all of this could have been avoided if you just called Santo from the beginning. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, she is not incorrect. You know, here we are at the at the end of our film and could have been taken care of very easily. But here we are, everybody from jump. But what are you going to do? 
So they all drive to the hotel where Santo and his manager are sitting outside enjoying a beverage. And Blue Demon suggests, hey, let's go to my place and let's celebrate. And Mil Máscaras is like, yeah, I'll make a churrasco, una ensalada roquefort, una paella valenciana, una sopa juliana. And this whole time, Lena is like rolling her eyes and looking at him and being like, oh, but aren't you on a diet, amor? And I'm like, oh, boy. And we all laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> As we push into El Santo's face. This close-up was weird. So weird. Why was El Santo? Weird. <laughs> Why? But, uh, I mean, you haven't been here this whole time, sir, with all due respect. All um, due respect. Pero también, I'm down for Mil Mascaras' plan. You want to cook all that food for us to Hell eat? Hell yeah. I'm Mil Mascaras? Absolutely. He's got a great plan. Ugh. And you would think this would be the end of the movie. We're all laughing oh, no, no. at something Mil Máscaras mm-hmm. said. We Weird-ass in- close-up. <laughs> we push into <laughs> Santo's face. Pero no, it's the next day. The hotel manager from Hotel Real de las Minas thanks Santo for staying with him. The gang drives up. Mil, Mil Máscaras, Blue Demon, Lina, and Julio. And they all say, let's go to Guadalajara. And then... All three very cool cars take up the whole goddamn freeway (laughs) as they drive off into the sunset. (laughs) Fin de la película. (laughs) Good luck to you if you're coming the opposite direction because there will be no lane for you. There is no lane. There is no lane. There's three (laughs) fucking cars driving your way. (laughs) Great job. What a delight. Uh, Let's get into some trivia. Yeah. All right, everybody. This is my trivia for today. So this movie was very Guanajuato, like cool location specific. And I found that really, really fascinating. So you mentioned this um, place. Let's talk about the Alondiga de Granaditas. Okay. Which is uh, now a museum I mean, I they don't really specifically say this in the in the film, but they did mention it. And so I was like, oh, look it up. And it's actually a pretty interesting place. So it is an old grain storage building in Guanajuato, Mexico. The historic building was created to replace an old grain exchange near the city's river. And the name Alondiga translates roughly from both Arabic and Spanish as grain market or warehouse. When Miguel Hidalgo y Costilla's insurgent troops threatened to take over this city during the Mexican War of Independence, Riaño, who I actually had to look this up, according to Encyclopedia.com, in 1792, (laughs) Riaño was the intendant of the important Mexican mining province of Guanajuato. So basically a Spaniard sent over to be like, you're going to look over Guanajuato. Sure. So Riaño secured himself in the grain exchange on the 28th of September in 1810, along with many other Spaniards and some rich criollos. At first, the building held, you know, they're being they're under attack from uh, Hidalgo, but soon the insurgents surrounded the building and began throwing rocks and Riaño actually died in this attack. Wow. The insurgents decided to burn down the eastern door to be able to enter and attack those that were inside. According to a popular tradition, or I guess legend, maybe, or like a a popular history, Uh the man chosen to perform this task was Juan José Martínez, known as El P. 
Pipila, an extraordinarily strong local miner. He is said to have tied a large flat stone to his back to protect himself from bullet and rock storm expected once he entered. Whoa. He poured petroleum on the door and lit it using a torch. And when the door burnt down, the attackers stormed into the grain exchange led by Martinez. Everyone inside was killed and the building was sacked. Reportedly, blood stains from the attack could still be seen on the pillars of the building and the main staircase as late as 1906. Whoa. Which is fucked. At the end of the day, hundreds of bodies were buried and the whole city of Guanajuato was pillaged. This event would encourage Hidalgo not to attack Mexico City, afraid that his followers would repeat the massacres and looting of Guanajuato. These first insurgents eventually fell. The four main participants, Hidalgo, Ignacio Allende, Juan Aldama, and Jose Mariano Jimenez, were shot by Spanish firing squads, and their bodies were decapitated. Whoa! The four heads were hung from the corners of the, the grain exchange of this alondiga to, to discourage other independence movements. The heads remained hanging for 10 years Whoa. until Mexico achieved its independence. And they were taken to Mexico City and eventually put to rest under El Ángel de la Independencia in 1910, which is that huge... The Mexico City thing. Yeah, that big uh, statue. Holy shit. So I just found that really fascinating. It was turned converted into a prison. It stayed that way for nearly a century. Now it is a museum and it became a museum in 1958. And if you go to seek.cultura.gob.mx, you can find <laughs> you can find like just a little, you know, information about the Museo Regional de Guanajuato, Alondiga de Granaditas, which it says that its main objective is to preserve, investigate, communicate, and exhibit the archaeological, historical, artistic, and ethnographic cultural heritage that it treasures. Which I Amazing. was like, that is very, very cool. Now, I was like, because in this movie, it's like, oh, fucking Santo and Satan uh, had a fight in 1871. So, or whenever it was. And I was like, when did Lucha Libre start? Because okay. what the fuck? Love that. There are differing reports, but I did find this from eluniversal.com.mx. It was written by Miranda Perea, October 23rd of 2019. And it says here, in 1863... During the French intervention in Mexico, Antonio Pérez de Prian learned lucha libre from a Frenchman, but at the time the sport resembled Olympic wrestling. He was so passionate about the discipline that he opened the hygienic and medicinal gymnasium in downtown Mexico City to teach lucha libre. Pérez de Prian was known as El Alcides Mexicano and is recognized as the first Mexican wrestler. However, he migrated to Europe and all his efforts were put on standby. In 1900, a Frenchman, Michel Blanchet, organized a Greco-Roman wrestling event in which he introduced the discipline in Mexico. Three years later, Mexican wrestler Enrique Ugartechea fought against Italian wrestler Romulus. Ugartechea was named the first Mexican Lucha Libre champion, which further increased the interest of the population in this sport. And little by little, Lucha Libre won Mexico's heart until it became one of the most famous urban sport shows in the country. Amazing. 
1933, Salvador Luteroz González founded the Mexican Company of Lucha Libre, or the EMLL, known today as CMLL, which was the first Mexican company for the commercial presentation of Lucha Libre. It says here the first Lucha Libre fight in Mexico took place on September 21st, 1933. I guess like the first like official, maybe. Okay. And that was in Mexico City's uh, Arena Mexico. Arena? Mm-hmm. Arena Mexico. The popularization of the sports show in Mexico is reflected in the construction of its main venues. The Coliseum Arena opened in 1943 with a capacity with a capacity of 6500 people. Wow. 13 years later in 1956, a new Arena Mexico was inaugurated with a capacity of 17500 people and is still considered in today as the Lucha Libre's Cathedral. Well, which I was just like Whoa, would never have expected this to have gone back so far. So this movie was not just like pulling shit out of its ass. I mean, not incredibly far off, too. He says 1871, and you said well, that sure. first one was 18... 1863. I mean, so, <laughs> guys. Yeah, pretty incredible. And finally, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Jorge Bausa. Pinguino. Oh my so, god, I'm so excited. Unfortunately, I couldn't find too much, but I did find this cool website called filmotropo.wordpress.com and so .com .com. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's basically it's it says el blog del, del archivo archivo archivo. Puta. So it says here, puta, listen. Archivo, archivo, archive. <laughs> you got it. The archive. Of the Archivo, archivo, archive, filmico Agra Sanchez. And if you remember, one of yeah, the writers the on this uh-huh, film was Agra uh-huh. Sanchez. Cool, cool. So basically, the objective is to of this of Filmotropo is to share images, facts of with fans of Mexican cinema. Highly recommend checking out I this WordPress. That. Very, very cool. So I found this article written by Rogelio Agra Sanchez Jr. Ah, okay. And it says here that it says my dad met Jorge Bausa Pinguino when they were teenagers and lived in Nueva Santa Maria. And this is a neighborhood. That's so nice. Yeah, it says sometimes they found themselves without money to go to the movies or to have a drink. And it was then that young Jorge came to the rescue since he knew how to play the harmonica very well. He would get on a city bus, sing a song, and basically the, you know, the public would give them some money. And then they had money for to go see a movie and have a couple drinks, which That's I thought so was so sweet. great. sweet. <laughs> In the late 60s, this man continues, my dad was preparing to shoot his first movie. One day, while in the Zona Rosa in the bar of the, of the Hotel Monte Casino, he met Jorge Bausa again. El, el Piguino was here also at this bar. Uh-huh. He was part of the group called Los Cuatro y Medio, an excellent modern music quintet in which Jorge was the middle. His hobby for the harmonica had become his profession. And the writer of this article says that he had the opportunity to go see him at the Hotel Monte Casino. And he literally says here, the truth was that his show shooked me. <laughs> <laughs> it was spectacular, he says. Oh, wow. In addition to being a good musician, Pinguino was a kind and formal man who always put his work commitments before anything else. 
Some artists, he says here, are bohemian, but not Jorge. He lived quietly next to his wife and children. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. He had no contacts with the film film industry until my dad invited him to be part of the cast of Los Campeones Justicieros. In that film, he was the lieutenant of Mano Negra, the mad scientist played by the famous, act, famous actor David Silva. Jorge continued to participate in films produced by my father. The following, the following year, he was in Momias de Guanajuato. And the writer says, to my taste, this was his best performance because the character lent himself to expressing a wider range of emotions. True. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he was great. Yeah, he was great. And it says here that Jorge also also took part in the sequels to Momias de Guanajuato. There the are robbery a few. Of the, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. The robbery of the Guanajuato mummies and the castle of the Guanajuato mummies. Nice. Although it says that in the last two, he went to the dark side. Like he becomes, <gasps> he becomes a, a villain, a parish. Yeah, like uh, he's an assistant to the mad scientist. Okay. So we should, we should definitely check out those movies at some point. At the end of the 70s, we lost contact with Jorge. In 1991, I wanted to see him during one of my trips to Mexico City, but he was busy and we couldn't meet. I haven't heard from him anymore but I remember him fondly every time I see one of his fantastic movies. Now, I tried to see if this dude's still alive. I mean, yeah. El Pinguino. I unfortunately couldn't find anything, but I thought it'd be interesting and, uh, you know, be good to I mention love this. It. I hope so, he's still alive and that he's me doing too. well. Me too. And that is my trivia for today. Amazing. I got a shit ton of stuff because like Johnny yeah. and said, Johnny and said, like Johnny, Johnny and, and I said before we started recording, there's a shit ton of stuff to talk about. Oh my God, this movie. so much. Let's start with Elsa Cárdenas. She played Lina in this fabulous film. Elsa Cárdenas Renteria was born August 3rd, 1932. She's a Leo. Oh. She's a Mexican actress. Since 1954, she has appeared in more than 100 films and television shows. Damn. She acted alongside many stars, including Elvis Presley in Fun in Acapulco and Holy James shit. Dean in <gasps> Giant. Mm -hmm. Whoa. She Damn. claimed to have had a love affair with Elvis Presley during the filming of Fun in Acapulco, which... Get it. We totally believe because that guy was a slut. And <laughs> <laughs> she, she later married Guy Patton. She is a star from the classic films from the golden age of Mexican cinema and from classical Hollywood cinema. Wow. Um, she was also in The Wild Bunch, which is, I know, mm -hmm. I, I Classic. feel like that's a mm -hmm. movie. <laughs> it is a movie, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about Tinieblas. Now, Tinieblas is um, a Mexican luchador. He is the character, well, the, the luchador played Satan. He is uncredited uh -huh. in the movie, but I Googled, did some Googling and Tinieblas is the luchador character of the man that played Satan. Got it. That man is named Manuel Leal. He was born June 8th, 1939, Gemini. Mm. He's better known as Tinieblas 
a.k.a. Darkness, and he is a Mexican luchador. Tinieblas began as a bodybuilder and stuntman who was spotted by luchadores Black Shadow and Dory Dixon. Impressed by Leal's physique, they convinced him to begin a career as a luchador. In 1968, Lucha Libre magazine editor Valente Perez came up with the idea of a character that would act as a rival for luchador Mil Mascaras. Oh. He created a character with a faceless hood and named him Tinieblas. Perez selected the former bodybuilder turned luchador to wrestle as that character. Tinieblas debuted as Face on August 20th, 1971. Now, remember, everybody, Face is good guy. Yes, heel is bad guy. He would become a large draw in Mexico and toured internationally. Tinieblas was also one of the first luchadores to tour Japan in 1974. Wow. You're ready for this. He wrestled at 80 years old on, <gasps> out, on August 18th, 2019. What the hell is Dope. going on? Yeah. Wow. Tinieblas was the second luchador after El Santo to have a comic book series based on his character. His first comic book was printed between 1976 and 1979. In 1991, a second series titled Tinieblas, El Hijo de la Noche was created. It was printed until 1995 and it was relaunched in the year 2000. So my dude is comics wow. on comics on comics. Yeah. Oh, damn. Tinieblas also made appearances in Luchador films in 1971. He starred as a member of a squadron of masked superheroes in the film Los Campeones Justicieros. The Champions oh, of Justice. Pinguino. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, members of the Champions of Justice included such legendary Mexican wrestling figures as Mil Mascaras, Blue Demon, El Rayo de Jalisco Sr., El Medico Asesino, El Fantasma Blanco, and Super Sang. So remember, he he wasn't in in this movie. He wasn't Tinieblas. He was Satan. So that's mm -hmm. why I, in my brain, I'm like, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. But no, it's just right. that he played a bad guy here in this. Also, with a name like Tinieblas, you would kind you of feel like assume. Yeah. Yeah. Tinieblas debuted at a relatively old age for wrestling of 32 years old, as he never oh, reached wow. the same physical peak as many other popular popular luchadores of his generation. However, his character remains popular with young Lucha Libre fans, primarily due to his appearance in comic books and films. He also has appeared alongside his son, Tinieblas Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and this I thought was fun. The 2D wrestling arcade game Saturday Night Slam Masters, released by Japanese game company Capcom in 1993, mm -hmm. featured a final boss character called El Escorpion, whose appearance was inspired by Tinieblas. So that's super fun about Tinieblas. And if we're talking about our wrestling friends that we haven't discussed yet, let's talk about Mil Mascaras. Now, yeah. Mil Mascaras was born Aaron Rodriguez Arellano on July 15th, 1942. I 
think this may be the first cancer we've ever talked about in Uikiror situation. Oh, wow. Sure. He is a Mexican luchador and actor. He is regarded as one of the greatest wrestlers of the lucha libre tradition in Mexico, alongside El Santo and Blue Demon, and has been described as the first international superstar of lucha libre. I feel oh, wow. like this terminology goes around with all these lucha libre characters. It may just be like um, grandiosity between them, but who knows? I it says here the first so we'll see mil mascaras is considered one of the most influential wrestlers of all time for enhancing and popularizing the lucha libre style around the world both in the ring and as the star of 20 films he is also an accomplished artist and cultural ambassador for his native country and has appeared on three of its postage stamps which is very cool, cool. Although he has never been unmasked and his true identity is generally kept secret out of respect for Lucha Libre traditions, his real name is known due to appearing to the, in the credits of the films he has starred in. Mil Mascaras was inducted into the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2010 and in the WWE Hall of Fame in 2012. He is the member of one of Mexico's most prominent wrestling families. His brothers, Jose and Pablo, respectively, wrestle as Dos Caras and Psicodelico. Mil Mascaras was one of the first wrestlers to introduce the high-flying moves of Lucha Libre, such as the plancha and the tope suicida, to Japanese fans. This brought him to international fame as one of the first high flyers. So all the moves that your people are standing on the ropes and chucking their bodies onto people. He's one of, one of the first. So Federico Curiel, who um, directed this movie, also directed two other films that Mil Mascaras was in in, 1960, in 1968, both of which feature American horror star John Carradine as a bad guy. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Uh, in Enigma of Death, the title of the film, Mil Mascaras faces off against Carradine, who plays the leader of an underground Nazi organization who disguises himself as a circus clown. Oh, my God. Oh. While in Las Vampiras, Mil Mascara goes up against a secret cult of female vampires led by the very manic Carradine. So that's wow. pretty cool. Who we've had before on the pod with Curse of the Stone Hand. And also uh, the bees. Wasn't he in the bees? Wasn't was he, he the, the old bees? man? In yeah, I think he wasn't. Yes, he totally <laughs> was. The, yeah, yeah, the bees. Dormido in the, the seats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mil Mascaras has drawn criticism from fellow wrestlers such as Mick Foley and Chris Jericho for his unwillingness to sell moves and put opponents over. In a 2007 shoot interview, superstar Billy Graham said that during their series of matches, Mil Mascaras was unwilling to sell properly. In September 2012, while announcing an Alberto del Rio match at WWE's Night of Champions, John Layfield called Mil Mascaras, quote, the most egomaniacal, selfish human being that ever lived. Now, Mil Mascaras has attributed these claims to cultural differences in the sport, saying, hmm. quote, 
One problem is that in the U.S., some wrestlers focus more on their image than their skills. I understand because I understand the business. I don't criticize them for that, but they should understand that for me, wrestling means something more. If a guy doesn't execute a move, I don't pretend that he did. If I miss a move, then I don't ask anyone to make me look good. Which, you know, that's... Mm-hmm. I get it. You're in showmanship and all that stuff, but I mean, good for him for having his standards. His standards. So that's a little bit about Mil Mascaras. I'm just going to give like the basic uh, synopsis of what CTE is because it is something mm-hmm. that happens often with wrestlers, and it's literally something that's said in this movie. Like, yeah, people with head injuries become dangerous sometimes. So CTE is chronic traumatic encephalopathy, specifically in sports. Mm. Uh, And what it is, is most documented cases of chronic traumatic encephalopathy have occurred in athletes involved in contact sports, such as boxing, American football, wrestling, ice hockey, mixed martial arts, rugby, and soccer. Other risk factors include being in the military, prior domestic violence, and repeated banging of the head. The exact amount of trauma required for the condition to occur is unknown, which is very Mm. scary because it could be Mm. one or it could be several. Yeah. So they list different, um, the different sports and what has happened in, in their leagues. Uh, as effects of CTE. So I'll just say a little bit about professional wrestling. In 2007, neuropathologists from the Sports Legacy Institute uh, examined the the brain of Chris Benoit, a professional wrestler with the WWE who killed his wife and son before committing suicide, which is one of the most common ways, like one of the most common crimes in wrestling is killing their partner and then themselves. It's very scary and horrible. The suicide and double murder were originally attributed to anabolic steroid abuse, but a brain biopsy confirmed pathognomic CTE tissue changes. Large aggregations of tau protein as manifested by neurofibrillary tangles and neuropill threads, which cause neurodegradation and then they literally list a shit ton of wrestlers that have suffered from this and the consequences of it it's very Uh scary so it's it's very dangerous and also your brain we're those are sweet little juicy nuggets that are sensitive take care of them now very quickly a little bit about the museo de las momias in guanajuato locations of a oh this is by the way this is an article by atlasobscura.com. Doesn't say who it's written by. But locations of extreme cold, very dry regions, and bogs are all places in which bodies will naturally mummify, sometimes for found thousands of years later. In the mm. case of the Guanajuato mummies, the subjects only had a had to wait a few hundred years and were not so much discovered as evicted. 
From mm. 1865 to 1958, the town of Guanajuato, Mexico, required that relatives pay a grave tax. When the relatives failed to do so for three years in a row, their deceased loved ones were promptly dug up and evicted. Whoa. Weirdly, due to the extremely dry conditions of the soil, the corpses often came up as well-preserved mummies. The first to be dug up and found mummified was one of Dr. Remigio Leroy on June 9th, 1865. Right around the time when Lucha Libre was yeah. <laughs> starting. Yeah. <laughs> the cemetery kept these strange mummified corpses underground in an ossuary, actually under the cemetery grounds itself in case the relatives came around with the money wanting a reburial. By 1894, the ossuary had racked up enough mummified bodies to rebrand itself as a museum. Wow. Though the practice ended in 1958, the mummies continued to be kept in the local ossuary slash museum. In 1970, a Mexican B-horror movie was produced there called Santo vs. the Mummies of Guanajuato. Mm -hmm. As the mummies gained notoriety, they drew interested visitors. For many years, the unfortunate specimens were displayed, propped up against the walls of the ossuary. But these days, they are housed in, a more, official, in more official museum cases. Perhaps the most shocking to visitors are the pregnant mummy and the Ugh. shrunken child mummies, including the world's smallest mummy, which is no bigger than a loaf of bread. Oh, God. It is still unknown what quality of the soil or the environment of this particular cemetery produces so many natural mummies, and the mystery has given way to many superstitions about them. A common local belief is that the mummification is divine punishment for acts committed while alive. Oh. And I haven't done this in a really long time, but I went to TripAdvisor to see what the fuck people were saying about las, el, el Museo de Momias of Guanajuato. So, someone from Toronto says, fascinating and macabre. Gruesome but memorable museum of well-preserved mummies. This is not a place for the faint of heart, which Pinguino said at he the beginning. <laughs> Nevertheless, it is a unique collection and contains mummies of adults, children, and incense. Incense? Infants. <laughs> and incense. <laughs> Mary L. gave it one out of five stars because, be oh. careful, lots of tourist traps in the area. The place is nice, and it's an interesting museum. The problem I had was with the tour operators that are on the premises. These are scams, so be careful. The private tours okay. are not what they promise. Especially be careful. Oh, Ooh. especially be careful for transportes turísticos linares. They abandoned us twenty minutes out of town. Wow. Oh dear. That's horrible. And just because I'm on TripAdvisor. Let's just see what people have to say about Hotel Real de Minas, Guanajuato. <laughs> Which is a place you can actually stay, everybody. It's still there. You absolutely can. Uh, 
it says here it's three out of five in um in TripAdvisor. The sign which you see in the movie that says Hotel Real de Minas, it's still there and it looks great. The very first review in this TripAdvisor says, oh, by Travel Money Mama says the Waldorf Astoria Cabo does not like women. Ma'am, you're in the wrong hotel. (laughs) (laughs) The Waldorf Astoria Cabo. Honey, you're in Guanajuato. What are you doing? You are in the wrong page, girl. (laughs) You fool. Travel money, mama. Get it together. Figure it out, honey. Also, staying at the phone. You're going to complain about the Waldorf Astoria girl? Wow. Wow. Okay. So Alberta Jack 007 says three out of five. Good hotel. There are many good points about this hotel. It is in a good location, has awesome staff, is clean and well kept, has hot water, spacious rooms, parking and good Wi-Fi. The biggest negative is the beds. They are the traditional Mexico double and are very hard. What the fuck is a tradition Mexican double? I have no idea. Uh, but everybody else loves the pool. Perfect for me. Gloomy room and a <laughs> way out of town. Well, sorry, Robin. Perfect. Perfect <laughs> for me. Gloomy room. Oh, no, yeah. those, those are two <laughs> separate ones. Sorry. <laughs> so mostly everybody had a great experience and great service. So get, take, take yourself out. Get a night at the Real de Minas, Guanajuato. Listen, and then, if we ever go to Guanajuato, we're staying at the Hotel Real de Minas. One of the one of the one of the things that they say is is the landmarks that are close by are the Alondiga de Granaditas, the Basilica mm. of Our Lady of Guanajuato, and it's all a great place to stay while visiting. So there you go. And honestly, the pictures of the pool are fucking dope. So oh, nice. Yeah, love a good pool. Yeah. And that's the end of my trivia. There was so much. I'm Fab. so sorry, everybody. I, no, that's great. <laughs> Listen, there was a lot to a lot to get into with this movie. But uh, totally. how about I ask you some questions? Yeah. Eileen, were you scared? No, as usual. But I don't think I need to be scared with these guys. I, I no. can appreciate the goofy spooks that are in here. Agreed. Uh, no, Santo movies are not scary, everybody. <laughs> they're fun, but they're not scary. Yeah. Uh, what was your best scare? There were two. When Pinguino looks up and sees Satang looking down at him, I was like, uy, 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 that's not cool. Mm-hmm. And then that <laughs> momia that jumps out at fucking La Pobre Alicia. That was pretty spooky, too. That was mine. That the because I actually jumped a little bit with that <laughs> when that mummy popped out, popped out. I was not expecting that. Who was your favorite character? Pinguino. I loved mm-hmm. him. I was sad when he was gone. Uh, but honestly, everybody in this movie really delivers. They're all very likable and sweet. And I'm, uh, yeah, but Pinguino in particular was really great. Agreed. Mine was also Pinguino. Loved him. <laughs> what was your best line? From Pinguino. El rendía culto al señor de las tinieblas. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Mine is also a pinguino line. It should uh-huh. have been that one, but mine was foolish. It was una copa para gente grande. <laughs> Which I was like, you tell him. You, that you was tell a good that one. bartender. Love yeah. that. What was your best death? 
I'm going to give it to Alicia. Alicia, I think we see the full, like everybody is like, you'll see them approaching or like it'll fade out while they're screaming. Mm -hmm. But Alicia, we see her get like her neck broken and then chucked off the landing. Yeah. And we also, we also have time to get to know her and to like her before they kill her off, which I was, I was like, damn, you just killed Alicia. I couldn't believe it. I was really surprised at Alicia and Pinguino. Those were very surprising kills. Agreed. My so mine was also Alicia. I was just nice. like, okay, brutal. Yeah. Did you learn anything about the culture? Honestly, yes. Even at the beginning, when that nerd is like, "By the way, the mummies <laughs> By aren't." By the way, <laughs> <laughs> the mummies aren't whatever. And also, like, we saw a real hotel. At, like, literally, this felt like I wouldn't be surprised if the city of Guanajuato wasn't like. Make a Santo movie here so we can sell our town. It felt like that yeah. kind of vibe. You know what I mean? I bet. Absolutely. I bet that this did like wonders for the tourism in Guanajuato. You we know? heard so. from Atlas Obscura that once right. they filmed it, everybody was like, we got to go see gotta those momias. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, uh, yes. I wrote, I wrote yes as well. Uh, hearty yes. Learned a lot about the culture from this movie. And finally, how many ooze do you give this movie? You know, I'm going to give it four. I had a delightful time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought the mummy faces were gruesome and and horrible. It has the charm of all the luchador movies that uh, we've seen before where it's like goof central, but also... I don't know. There's something about the 70s-ness of it all, the Mexico-ness of it all that really tugs at my heartstrings. And I think um, and I don't think we have enough mummy movies out there. So I appreciate uh, the mumminess of it all. Um, and especially that it's so specific to Mexico mummies. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. And like. Do I, I really wish this could have somehow nerds out there find a way to, uh, what is it? Refurbish to re, uh, to fix, to, I don't know, smooth oh, out like any of the things, up. clean yeah. it up, make it look beautiful again so that we can like see Guanajuato and see these outfits and see these everything and the sound too. fix it up. Nerds yeah. do it. Um, <laughs> And you know, I have a I have a soft spot for the wrestling stuff. So to me, yeah. it was a four. Iwa? Great. I gave it three and a half. Uh, which I think usually with the Santo movies, I'm like out of due just out of like due respect, three, three and a half usually. Sure. Um, I had a fun time. I'm not gonna lie, like as a non-wrestler dude, I zone out during the fights because they're so long and I'm like, who is who? Who's hitting who? It's just like it's <laughs> I like honestly when I watched this movie last night for the first time, I my like I dozed off for a second during one of the fights because I was like, oh my god, this is so long and it's just the same thing over because I just don't know. Yeah. I just don't know wrestling shit. That being said, though, like there were good uh, cinematographic <laughs> choices, you know, <laughs> yeah. like cinematography choices that I really appreciated. I love that what you just said about the fact that it's specifically it's not just like. Egypt mummy mummies. It's like no, these are specific mummies. to Mexico mummies. I mean, granted, we do like t- twist it a bit where we're like, look at these mummies with their desiccated <laughs> heads and muscly bodies. But I was like, I just love that. Yeah, the characters for the most part was were great. Was not a fan of Julito, but that's cool. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a fucking. And kid. you know, like I even though 
I, even though Santo is in this movie for a moment. <laughs> a breath. I liked that he didn't show up till the... I found that choice hilarious. Yeah. This isn't really like a Santo movie for... He saves the day, sure. Sure. But this is a Blue Demon eh, Mil Mascaras, honestly, Lina Alicia movie. Yeah. That's what this is, which I really... I loved the... Uh, their rapport. I thought the the ladies were like sassy and strong, which yeah. I liked. So, yeah. you know, it's a good time. You got to watch it. Three and a half. If it didn't have, you literally texted me this. If it didn't have the performances and the fights, it would be 15 five minutes, minutes long. long. Yeah, it is. It is. It's already on its own. It's an hour and I'm going to say 20 yeah. max. Yeah, it's very short. It's yeah. very short. And then take out all the singing and the fighting and you literally, oh it's yeah. no, it's nothing. A breath of a movie. And the last thing I'll say is that I'm pretty sure I've been to this museum with the momias de Guanajuato. No and it just like, it like unlocked it because I used to live in Mexico back yeah. in like, not for a very long time, but back in the day. And just traveling around with my parents, I'm pretty sure I went to this museum. So it just like unlocked a little memory that I had kind of forgotten about. So I was waiting for my dad to call me today Uh so that I could ask him if we had ever been to this because I don't really recall. But those motherfuckers. But But my mom and dad used to drag me around Mexico. They fucking loved Mexico. So like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you and I cross paths in front of a fucking mummy, bro. (laughs) So much road tripping around Mexico just to see the different towns and stuff. Uh, So yeah, I, I, I think that this was a museum. I actually stopped by stopped that as a kid, which is crazy. Well, what a lovely time visiting Guanajuato, but you know, it's time to keep driving because we have to go to Guadalajara to another fight, guys. Yeah, I listen, <laughs> uh, fucking Mil Mascaras, he got me hungry. He's yeah. like, filet, filete, churrasco, paella, de todo. Let's go. Let's go eat Mil Mascaras <laughs> this lunch. Uh, yep. Thank you so much for being here with us. Um, we hope you enjoyed the the. Long awaited Momias de Guanajuato. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you for subscribing and rating and reviewing wherever you listen in cualquier plataforma. Make sure to follow our redes sociales at Wikiror on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of our movies on our link tree, linktr.ee slash Uikiorror. I don't think we'll need a full on thesis uh, paper or anything from this film, but if you have any fun other tips and tricks and things you know about, uh, Las Momias de Guanajuato send us an email at uikiorror at gmail.com thank you to Sonoro for being the museum that holds our very fit but desiccated heads <laughs> you can follow them on their redes sociales at Sonoro Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and Johnny if I were to fight an army of the undead I would throw you uh, many different masks because I feel like you'll be the mil mascaras to my blue demon. 100%. Anytime. We're not cool enough to be El Santo, I think. Either no, of us. unfortunately not. But I love that, you know, I can just like change my outfit if I choose. True Gemini. True Gemini. Can't decide. And know? as a, as a real Taurus, I love to have a, the same thing all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I fucking love you, dude. I fucking love you too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adiós. Adiós. Uy, qué horror. Es una producción de Sonoro. Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark. Edición y mezcla, Karina Riverol. 
Escuche Uy, qué horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Adiós. Adiós. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.